NRL Fantasy Podcast time brought to you by DoorDash. Round 21 team lists are upon us. My name is Chris Kennedy and Dom Brock is also with me. Uh, Dom, finals time in uh, a lot of head-to-head leagues. So a lot of people no longer alive in their leagues. Some people uh, in, a, in a great spot and plenty of people uh, with some big decisions to make. Absolutely. Thankfully, uh, we're playing in a few leagues because I've been knocked out already of some of them and uh, still alive in some other ones. But um, yeah, massive week for fantasy uh, head-to-head plays, especially um, big advantage if you've still got some trades up your sleeves because there's still a few uh, team changes this week that will make things interesting. Some big names coming back, um, but also a few big injuries. Yeah, I've got some big ins and outs uh, just in my squad. I'm sure plenty of other people in a similar boat. Let's have a look at some squad lists. Uh, kicks off on Thursday night uh, on the Sunshine Coast. The Knights hosting the Broncos. Knights off a four-day turnaround. Probably no surprise that Jaden Braley is out. He did cop a bit of a uh, a knock to the, the jaw from that Josh Papali'i hit up uh, past his HIA, but um, playing it safe with him, it would appear. Um, in terms of their team list, Mitchell Pearce uh, also back is a, a big in for them. Could help their other attacking players like Kalen Ponga, who was uh, pretty handy before his early shower uh, last week. Yeah, he was very good. Bradman Best was very good as well. Those two uh, combining are excellent and kind of boost each other's scoring potential, I think. Uh, you know, Best can give Ponga more assists and Best can get more tries when he's running off Kalen Ponga. So, um, and yeah, as you say, having Pierce there as well will help. So good news for all of those guys. Um, in terms of really popular fantasy guys, um Connor Watson had a really bad score, 22 points, came off the bench, uh, spent a bit of time at fullback at the end, um, may have covered Braley as well at hooker a little and ended up with a down score. But, uh, yeah, he's been named to start at lock this week. Um, You know, he can score well in limited minutes. I think he's still probably a hold because a couple of weeks ago he had a big score in the 60s, I think. So Um, still a hold but an annoying one. And, And Braley is in a lot of teams as well. Should be back next week, but... An opportunity to sell, I guess, if you've been a bit uh, underwhelmed by his scores recently. He's been a borderline sell um, for a while. Even Watson, people have sort of been talking about selling him since um, Fitzgibbon came back and, and Barnett moved into the uh, the middle rotation. Fitzgibbon's since been dropped, but Watson's minutes haven't really bounced back, although, like you say, he has had a couple of pretty good scores in amongst all that. Uh, Brisbane team, um, a little bit of a, a weird one, but, um, yeah, Katoni Staggs, who a few people jumped on as recently as last week and had a great score, unfortunately, out um, for the season with a, a knee injury, not an ACL, but um, long, long enough that he won't be back uh, this year. Uh, Danny Levi starts. Jake Turpin also set to miss some time. Um, TC Rabadi, who a few people jumped on as a, a cash cow not too long ago, promptly uh, copped a, a cork to his quad and then uh, missed a week, but he's back on the bench. Not great for his scoring or, or cash-making potential. And um, Tyson Gamble, who uh, has been a you know a little bit of a, a cash cow bubbling along, has um, really sort of blossomed of late score-wise. Yeah, Gamble, who initially was seen as a big uh, a big risk when he came into the side. The Broncos had been changing their halves constantly, and then he was the latest one, and he was cheap, and so a lot of us got in just because of uh, you know the value proposition. But um, he's now just about their most, most reliable scorer week to week. He's been getting 50s every week, got 70 on the weekend, outscored Payne Haas quite, uh, quite comfortably as well. So he's been terrific. He's a keeper for the rest of the season. Payne Haas was a lot of people's captains and got 59, which in the old days was a pretty good captaincy score, but these days is uh, a bit mm. underwhelming but still one of the best ones um, to go for this week, I think, you know, unless Nathan Cleary comes in, which we'll get to later. 
Jordan Ricky, who's um, been really up and down this year, but his his ceiling's massive just because of his you know tackle busting ability. He scored a try and I think topped the tackle count as well on the weekend. Almost joined the hundred club. Absolutely, he's had some big games. Um, Ninety seven on the weekend, so. Yeah, I don't know if he's quite in the um, in the buy category this week, but I guess if you're looking for um, some points of difference, and there'll be a lot of people in head-to-head finals who you know look at the opposition and say that they're big underdogs and need to take some some risk to um, see if that pays off. So these kind of players who have the capacity to um, to go really big and are still fairly cheap aren't the worst options for for a pickup in this kind of situation. Second game of the round is the Raiders and the Dragons at Seabus Super Stadium, 6 p.m. on the Friday. Uh, Dragons team, once again, is wacky. We'll get to that in a second. The uh, the Raiders side, though, a um, bit of bad news for some coaches. Corey had a weird night and moved uh, to the bench. Um, sort of uh, Hudson Young came back um, when Elliot Whitehead was injured but played pretty well and now demands a spot and has actually... Um, force CHN out of that starting side, which is a pretty poor timing for uh, anyone else who has problems elsewhere and wasn't hoping to make a trade in their back row. Yeah, it's a tough time to trade, as you say. Um, you could kind of see it coming, as you say, on that in that, during that game where he got taken off. Um, Hudson Young was great mm-hmm. at the end of that game. He's been really good recently. Uh, so he played block, um, uh, run Sutton back. So now with Elliot Whitehead there as well, there's, you know, three into two second rowers don't go. So... Um, CHN, who has been really good recently, um, maybe less so on the weekend, but before that he'd had a run of really good games. So a little bit of a surprise. He could be back on the starting side, you know, as early as next week or the week after. So he's not a must-sell by any means. But usually, you know, edge forwards on the bench don't score that much, you know, if he comes on. If he plays even 40 minutes, he might only score 20 or 30 points. So not really what you want uh, at this stage of the season. Um Otherwise, at that Raiders team, Jordan Rappiner, another good score, 54 after mm. he got 100 a couple of weeks ago, getting a lot of busts at fullback. Um, maybe Hudson Young himself is an option if he does hold a starting spot. 69, he's had a run of good scores recently. A few tries in there, which helps. Um, you know, he's been an option the last couple of years once in a while, but um, hasn't had a consistent spot. So still a bit risky, but, you know, maybe not another option in that team such a lottery with minutes in that pack the way that Ricky yeah. changes his team around um, week to week. And we're looking at the Dragons. Um, where do I start? Jack Bird has gone to fullback. Uh, Matt Dufty is fit and just not picked. I assume Tyrell Sloan has just been dropped because he um, I didn't see him get an injury. Um, so Bird's just gone to fullback with uh, Zach Lomax, who's been out for quite a long time with, between the, the thumb injury and then the barbecue um, and the issues around that. Uh, Matt Fiennay has held his spot, although he uh, barely touched the ball on the uh, on the weekend, just gone. Uh, ben Hunt, a massive out, uh, certainly for, for me and plenty of other coaches, managed to play on through a, a broken arm, which may partially explain his, um, his mediocre fantasy score uh, on the weekend. And um, Tarek Sims back on an edge um, after a one-week experiment in the middle with uh, Jack DeBell and a few others back uh, in the forward pack. Yeah, I feel like there's even more changes than that. But, uh, yeah, heaps of changes, uh, you know, each week in the last four weeks. The Dragons have reshuffled things a lot um, for a few reasons. But, um, yeah, fantasy-wise, Jack Bird at fullback I think is probably good news for Bird owners. Um, he's been fairly consistent wherever he's played this year. Um, scored pretty well in the second row, scored well in the centres as well, where he gets more chances to run the ball and, and bust tackles. And so hopefully for us Jack Bird owners, he gets uh, a few tackle breaks from fullback as well. Uh, this week, you know, his tackle count's obviously going to drop, but 
Uh, ideally, he makes up for that with attacking stats. Um, anyone else looking like a good buy in this team right now? With Ben Hunter, that certainly hurts. I mean, yeah, why Max so. I, mean, I think he's still quite expensive. Yeah. Yeah, and hasn't dropped enough cash to be worth while getting. And there's not like, you know, yeah. Corey Norman and Adam Clune in the halves. is like there's some breakout cash cow coming through to take all Ben Hunt's uh, stats yeah. either. So probably stay away from most of the rest of that. The Eels and the Rabbitohs, a uh, huge clash on Friday night at Seabus Super Stadium. Um, Eels team, Mitch Moses, a massive bin for Parramatta and for uh, fantasy coaches who've been holding him since he uh, picked up that transverse process fracture in uh, origin three rcg is out he uh, tweaked a, a groin so he's uh, missing a, a couple of weeks oregon kafuzi moves into the starting side uh new Corey back and cardi recalled uh, on the bench yes moses is a big in we've been waiting for him to come back the last couple of weeks um uh, not a surprise, but certainly helps with these other guys like Ben Hunt being ruled out this week. Um, Papa Lee's been fantastic, another good captaincy option this week. Um, again, nothing really new, I guess. Um, would you consider buying Moses if you're looking for a half, if, you're, if you've got Ben Hunt and need someone new? This week? Yeah, potentially. I mean, he was scoring pretty heavily uh, leading into Origin 3. Probably the, the Eels' tough run home would be the main thing I'd be worried about. He... Um, Relies a lot on attacking stats and, and goals. So I don't know how many they're going to be scoring against. Was it in no particular order? South, Manly, Storm, Panthers all to come in the last five rounds. So uh, a little bit tricky for him yep. uh, on that front. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, good for their forwards, though, perhaps with tackle counts for the next few weeks. Mm. Yeah, potentially. Uh, South team more than got the job done uh, against the Dragons on the weekend. Latrell Mitchell back to his early season uh, best. His first, um, his second good score since um, his suspension in round six, but his first really good score. Um, two tries and 15 tackle busts. Cam Murray comes back from suspension, causing a little bit of a, a reshuffle in the pack. Jayara goes to an edge. Jaden Sewer uh, onto the bench. Um, quite a few good scores around for South, as you'd expect with such a big score. Reynolds and Walker also, uh, plus Arrow, who scored a try all uh, went pretty big. Um, Colin Matangi as well. Yeah, heaps of good scores. Um, you know, Latrell 93, Reynolds 80, uh, Arrow and Walker almost got to 80s as well, 78, 76. So, um, yeah, monster game for them. I guess that's going to be the trend, I suppose, with um, with blowout results. And we might get a flurry of those at the end of the season. We've had them all year, but um, as teams start dropping out of contention, they might, you know, get even worse defensively against these teams that are bound for the finals. This should be a fairly close game, ideally, for the Eels. That um, might not mean you know massive scores for these Rabbitohs attacking players, but um, Latrell can do it on any any given day. He was in amazing form that that week last weekend, so um, great for him. Again, nothing brand new, I think, though. So Latrell's still a buy. Everyone else, I guess, is a hold at this point. Cameron Murray back, so. Um, a lot of people have asked about him all year. I think he's been usually just maybe a tier below the very top um, forwards mm-hmm. in fantasy, but has been in quite good form in the second half of the season. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Warriors and the Sharks is the uh, first of the Saturday games, 3 p.m. at Suncorp Stadium. Warriors uh, got away with a win last week. The Tigers certainly gave them a, a little bit of a helping hand, but uh, tough stuff from them just given their horror uh, injury toll and a couple of players going uh, going home to NZ as well. Uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita makes his uh, return, been out for a fair while since doing his peck um, a while back. Peter Hiku goes back into the centres. Um, a few uh, reinforcements actually in the pack for Newell Blake, who uh, had a short-term layoff with that hand injury. Matt Lodge, who was out with a one-game suspension. Um, 
uh, are out of the team. Uh, Josh, sorry, back in the team. Josh Curran also makes his uh, return. And uh, Ewan Aitken we had to talk about. What a performance from him. Yeah, Ewan Aitken I think is the big story. Um, he was a surprise switch to the second row last week. Made 40 tackles, scored a couple of tries, scored 93 points. Um, yeah, so all of a sudden, you know, in fantasy, he's available as a centre only, but uh, back rowers who you can pick at centre have been, you know, the exactly what you want in, uh, in fantasy in years gone by. And, and here's one has arrived in round 21 all of a sudden. Um, yeah, so he's in very few teams. He's, what is he, 470K or something. Um, if he gets through that kind of... Even that defensive work, 40 tackles, you know, if he gets 30, 35 tackles, that makes him most reliable, more reliable than most centers in fantasy. And then the attacking upside is uh, makes him a very tempting option if you are looking for a center this week. Hmm. I was going to say, yeah, he obviously really? won't We're... score two tries every week, but easily got over 50 yeah. in base. Yeah, so I guess the big question then is, will he stay there for the rest of the season? So they've switched things up. Um, a lot of players back and he, he keeps his spot in the second row, so... Um, I don't know. I guess if he keeps playing well, he'll probably stay there. What do you think? Yeah, potentially. I mean, there's, there's other guys who can obviously play there. Eli Katoa on the bench has been a starter in the past. Jack Murchie, uh, not in the, the 17 uh, in this one. So there's, there's other guys around, even with the likes of Torhu out um, for the season injured, who, who can fill those spots. But like you said, if he plays well enough, you're not going to move him, are you? Yeah. So, and again, this is, a kind, this is the kind of game they're underdogs, but they're they're a chance of winning against Cronulla. So, um, yeah, you know, anything's possible. It's a little bit of a gamble. I guess worst case, he gets moved back to the centres and then he's still a pretty solid scorer in the centres anyway. So plenty of upside mm, if you yeah, true. take a gamble on him. They've um, remiss me not to mention they've lost a few more to injury. Ben Murdoch, Masila, Taniela Otokolo both uh, out as well. Probably um, just about season over for Murdoch, Masila and Otokolo. Going to miss probably most of the rest of the year as well. Uh, they take on a Shark team that got absolutely turboed uh, on the weekend. Um, Tom Travojevic tore them apart. Didn't uh, didn't stop Braden Trindle from putting in a, a good score. I uh, noticed it particularly closely because he was sitting in my NPRs, um, was scared off by the 20-odd he got the week that I uh, bought him. But, yeah, that 87 staring at me from Jersey 18 or 19 down on my bench was uh, very frustrating. Bugger. Yes. Well, <laughs> good to have anyway. Um Good for this week. So his kick meters were really high, uh, close to 500 kick meters, which was, I think, 24 points he scored just through kicks and then got a couple of tries as well. He's a good runner of the ball, so he can get tackle breaks. So, um, yeah, a lot to like now that uh, Trindle's the dominant half all of a sudden for Cronulla. We've mentioned it before, but they've had um, – this will be the third high-scoring fantasy halfback this year in this Sharks team. Chad Townsend scored – you know, 50 or 60 points a game for the first part of the season at halfback. Sean Johnson had a good run and now Trindle's there. Um, even if Mo- Matt Moylan does come into the team, that doesn't hurt Trindle because Moylan doesn't kick much. So, yeah, a lot to like there. He's still fairly cheap, although he has had a bit of a price hike after that big score, but um, not a bad, you know, borderline cash-out option. It's probably about it for options you want in your team other than Jesse Ramian, who I'm sure no doubt hurt a lot of coaches when he was a laid out mm. uh, on the weekend. An ear infection, we didn't know anything about it until we saw the team list on, um, was it Monday, I think, um, the news came through. So too late to do anything about it other than potentially, you know, reverse a trade if you'd bought him for someone else who played later in the, the round. But yeah, would have trapped a lot of coaches, I, I'm sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a frustrating one, I think, for those who uh, were stuck with Ramian, but he is back this week and should be pretty consistent from the, for the rest of the season. Another uh, of the blockbusters from the, the weekend coming up, the Roosters and the Panthers, 5.30pm at Suncorp Stadium. Really looking forward to this one. Roosters were um, commanding against the Eels last week and Panthers been a little bit off the boil. We'll start with the Roosters team. Um, Dale Copley straight into the side on the wing. There are the injury list in the outside backs between, you know, BMOZ and now JMOZ, Ikevalu, Suwali, all... Uh, all missing, so I'm um, getting very skinny on the uh, the outside backs. Um, JWH needs to, I think, beat a charge at the judiciary, which is happening pretty soon, um, to take his spot. Um, what else you got fantasy wise? Joey Manu's on fire at the moment, so yeah, 330 run meters, um, scoring lots of tries recently. Uh, he had a couple of big scores playing fullback, he scored well playing 5 8 earlier in the season. Um, so it was kind of, I was looking at his big numbers with, you know, a grain of salt because he's usually going to play in the centres. Uh, but then in, back in the centres, he's been scoring really well as well. 70 last week. Uh, yeah, 70 last week, 73 before that, 75 before that. So uh, he's on fire. Very good option in the centres as well. Um, Tedesco, 57. Angus Crichton is in heaps of teams and they got 41 points, which is a bit mediocre, but, um, you know, he's shared by most people. So not, a, not a, something to be too worried about. Should lift in this kind of game against Penrith. Bit of a new trend for Joey Manu. The last few years, he's sort of been pretty quiet more often than not in the centres and then explosive at, at fullback. But um, he started producing yeah. some of those huge scores just in the, the centres. He's been on fire of late. Um, just looking at that Panthers team, uh, I guess the the big news is Jersey 21 down there, Nathan Cleary. We don't think he's going to play this week, but the fact that he's been named would have to indicate that he's at least some chance. And if not this week, then uh, probably a stronger chance for the week after. Yeah, my guess would be the week after. Um, you know, I guess if he's fit, they could rush him back, but there's really no need. Four more weeks before the finals, um, you know, we've seen with their struggles recently without him uh, how important he is. So if there's any chance that he, he can get re-injured and they miss him for, for longer, possibly for the finals, that would be a disaster. So um, at this stage, really all they want is to be fully fit when the final start. They're definitely going to finish top four, I think. Um so, yeah, I'd be a bit surprised if he plays. If he does play, then that's a, a big game changer for fantasy. You know, if you can afford to move some money around and, and rush him in maybe mid-round, um, that could be a, the difference between winning and losing a, a final, you know. He's been averaging 90, what, eight points a game or something outrageous this year in fantasy. So, um, and he's, which also means his break-even is way up there, is, is 98. So if he comes back... Um, plays, you know, even if he comes back, plays 60 minutes and gets a breather at the end of the game, uh, he might get a low score, especially, you know, not 100% fit and his price might drop. So, yeah, I, I think wait a week is probably the smart move. Even if he is a late in, there's no huge harm in waiting a week, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I, I would be surprised if he plays. Have you? How do you rate his chances? 25% chance of playing? 20, I would guess probably less than that. It's hard to put a number on yeah. it, but yeah, I'd be su- I'd be surprised if he plays. I guess the question, not so much for people who don't own him and should you buy him back, it's for people who've been holding him. Do you play him? Do you make him mm. captain? Um, if he might only be looking at you know 60 minutes or a chance of re-injury or not being 100% in terms of his his match fitness, the captaincy is a decision you've got obviously got to make when the the round locks out. So I guess if you want to make him captain, make sure you've got a reliable vice captain and a reliable bench option to uh, to cover the um, the spot. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I still don't hate it. If, if you do have him, as you say, as long as you've got someone who you're certain is going to play and you can make vice-captain. Um, and, you know, there's not many other high scorers um, with injury outs this week, so that should be fine. Um, there is still potentially a huge upside. If he does if he does play and scores his usual 100, then you've you've got a huge leg up in your head-to-head game or in your overall uh, points race. So, yeah, I, I probably would make him captain. Make sure you've got backups and, and a good VC. But, um, yeah, for those who don't have him, I think just wait a week um, at this point. It's a good sign that he'll be back probably next week at this stage, you'll think. The fact that he's yeah, in the sure. reserves this week. Haven't even talked about the rest of the team, but uh, Stephen Crichton out for a week suspended. Kurt Capel goes to the centres. Uh, Appy Corusau and Isaiah Yo both make their returns. Tavita Pangai makes his club debut on the bench, so a little bit of a new-look uh, team. But elsewhere in the team, I don't know, is there much else you really want? Matt Burton still in the halves should be uh, pretty reliable for the moment. Yeah, Burton's fate is really tied to Cleary's at the moment. Uh, the, the longer Cleary's out, the better it is for Burton owners, I suppose, when he's going to be taking all the kicking uh, in the halves and you know getting the odd attacking stat as well. So once Cleary's back, Burton will go back to the centres, um, where he scores okay, but you know not as well as he does in the halves. Um, yeah, otherwise I don't know if there's any obvious buys that haven't been buys before in that team. It'd be interesting to see how Pangai goes off yeah. the bench in his first game. Yeah, but uh, his minutes might be down. Even more so once uh, Fisher-Harris comes back in round 23, we think he's going to be back. Um, Storm and the Seagulls, another blockbuster in this uh, round coming up, is the uh, the Saturday night game, 7.35 at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, Manly, I mean, it was the Turbo Show. I was looking at, because I stupidly didn't buy him when he came back and then just haven't been able to, to get him in, I've been hoping for a bit of a quiet run from him. He was against me in a whole bunch of head-to-heads. I think he was on 32 at half time, and he went off with 13 minutes to go and he scored 137. Yeah. So by my dodgy maths, he scored 105 fantasy points in 27 minutes in the second half. Yeah, insane. Crazy. Um, scored, what, scored a couple of tries, set up tries. He was doing everything and just beating players for fun. So, yeah, again, like Cleary, he's the kind of player who's – it can be the difference in a head-to-head, you know, on it, on his own. So, um, yeah, I, but in saying that, this kind of game, it is the kind of game where he could be kept quiet, I think, against Melbourne. They're yeah. the smartest team in the comp, the best team in the comp. And, uh, you know, for all his big scores, I think he's two worst scores this year. Tommy Turbo have come in there, two losses that he's played in. Uh, he got held to about 30 points by Newcastle about a month ago. And he got 50 with a try earlier on in the season against the Roosters, I think. So um, if they do lose, if, if the Storm beat them, then there's every chance he has a fairly quiet game. Even his quiet games are pretty good this season, so it's nothing to panic about too much. But, um, yeah, it could be a preview of, you know, a big finals clash this game. If Manly what about the rest on. of the team? Um, yeah, DCE probably a little bit below par, especially for anyone uh, captained him. Um I don't know, is there many at Josh Schuster, Hamali Olakowatu, probably not as involved as they have been? Yeah, um, what did they get last week? High 40s, I think. Schuster got, um, I don't know, 50. Cherry Evans, 60, which, you know, I think he had some updates to get him up to there. But, yeah, well short of his 120 or whatever he got the week before, but he's capable of a big game at any time. Yeah, it could be a tough one for those attacking players in this in this game. Um 
But, you know, if I was going to say if it's a low-scoring close game, which they're very rare this season, then that could help someone maybe like Cherry Evans in terms of kick meters and the like. But, um, yeah, I, I think the at this point we kind of know who the guns are in this Manly team. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Get the ones you've got. The, um, the Storm team, uh, Felice Kafusi is out. He is suspended for one game. The talking points are probably around the bench. Uh, again, Ryan Pappenhausen is still starting off the pine. Uh, Harry Grant off the bench got, what, 75, I think, um, and he's come back from a yep. hamstring strain, so absolutely hit the ground running there. Um, Nico Hines spent time off the field. He looked injured when he went off, like a, an ankle or something like that, but was able to come back on for Jerome Hughes, who himself went off looking injured with a possible calf strain, but uh, both those guys have been named at this point yeah that really complicates things doesn't it the um nico hines injury and the fact that you know he well they've both been named means we still don't really know how they're going to line up in the long run so um i mean we were guessing about this last week who pappenhausen was going to replace and, and that's still the case this week i suppose they can still play i guess all of them at once um and just have heaps of playmakers but yeah, wouldn't be surprised if Pappenhausen came on to replace uh, Hines. I wouldn't be surprised if um, Hughes is a late out and Nico Hines plays in the halves, which I don't know what that's going to do to scoring as well. Um, yep. what, have you got predictions on this? You haven't got uh, Nico Hines in your team? No, I don't have Hines or Hughes, um, which for the most part has been a bad thing this year, but it might be a good thing this weekend. Um, i starting to think they might both play. I mean, When's the last time a Storm team ran out 1-17 to from what was named on the Tuesday? So it's been a bit of a lottery regardless. Even if everyone's fit, they're going to change the bench around and someone's going to move somewhere because Bellamy just likes doing that. But, um, yeah, it does, doesn't sound like either of them are too badly hurt, I guess. could Again, it could just create a, a minutes issue. Pappenhausen comes on and, you know, Hines goes to the bench and, I don't know, who knows. Yeah, and I assume at some stage Pappenhausen gets that starting fullback spot back, um, regardless of how high, how good Hines has been. Um, and yeah, Pappenhausen, I, think, I guess in, if that in that case will be quite cheap when that happens because his price is dropping pretty fast at the moment. Yeah, it's plummeting at the moment. He looked a lot better on the weekend. Uh, actually, his points per minute were pretty good. I think he just didn't play mm. still a, a huge chunk of the game. Um, Bulldogs and the West Tigers kick off uh, Sunday footy, currently listed for Redcliffe, uh, 2 p.m. that game. Uh, Bulldogs were pretty poor. Um, some changes have been made. Cole Flanagan has been dropped again, which is, what, the third time I think this year he's gone from being in the NRL to being dropped. Um, Jaden Ockenbohr has been dropped, which is probably not a huge surprise uh, for anyone who watched that game on the weekend. Uh, a few other tweaks around the forwards in the back line, but um, fantasy-wise, what are your main talking points for this one? Um, I guess Flanagan being out is probably good news for Jake Avarillo's kick meters and therefore fantasy score, so another good time to have held him. Um, I've been very mad all season, but those who have kept him uh, are laughing again. Uh, I don't know if there's much else. Josh Jackson had a lot of points, 70 points on the weekend, but I don't think he's necessarily a buy. Um, the rest probably steer clear. Those two, there's um, a couple of rookies in the back line. Um, if you need to cash out and you want some points this week, you know, they could be an option. Uh, there's probably a better cash out in the other team, actually, in this game. So, yeah, pretty much Avarello is the big winner. 
Yeah, that's probably about it for the Bulldogs. The West Tigers, um, very disappointing performance team-wise uh, against the Warriors with plenty of fantasy talking points to come out of it. Uh, Dane Laurie, who's been probably a sell for a while, uh, unfortunately a fractured leg, so we'll miss the rest of the, the regular season. Huge blow for him. He'd been having a great year, uh, breakout season. Moses Embai is the new starting fullback who um, had a bit of an up-and-down game, did some nice things, and I think scored 50-odd in, uh, in fantasy. Um, Adam Dewey, probably the biggest talking point, has been an absolute score tear of late um, even in losses like they had on the weekend he's been able to either score tries or set up tries or or find ways to, to score points yeah so 79 for him on the weekend he's had four really good scores in a row um, all of those included tries uh, as you say so he looks like a genuine gun at the moment um, a few big scores yeah um, Alex 12 75 Leilua 74 so so big scorers there. Sean Bloor got 53 in 80 minutes in the back row. He's still, I think, base price because of a, a run of really poor scores off the bench. So um, even though he's not guaranteed to get 50s from here on in, if you do need to cash out and want someone who's going to give you, let's say, 40, 45 and up each week, he's a pretty good option. Um, if, for instance, you're looking to free up cash to get you know, a Nathan Cleary this week or next, then uh, he looks pretty good, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Is that about cover it for the... I was going to say 12 played, I think, 80 minutes um, in that game, mm. which is a little bit unusual for, for him, certainly in the middle, but um, yeah, plenty of runs, plenty of tackles, but he's back to the bench this week, so... Um, Michael McGuire continues to be a coach that isn't ideal for uh, fantasy selections uh, across the board. Uh, final game of the round, another Queensland derby, the Titans and the Cowboys uh, on the Gold Coast. Um, Titans, plenty of talking points there. Peachy uh, sort of came good, got some time at lock, uh, 36, I think, points, but now is out with a one-game suspension, so a bit of a blow for uh, anyone who needs him in their fantasy centres. Um, David Fafita, as uh, we said pretty much all week, was likely to be benched on game day. That was the case, but unlike the previous week, he wasn't able to come on and, and run a mark, only 43 uh, points for him. Big first half for Mo Fodawaka, 35 points with a, a line break to set up a try, but then completely unsighted the rest of the game, subbed during halftime and I uh, never got back on the field. So um, Holbrook, a uh, little bit Michael Maguire is in terms of his um, his selections, not really helping fantasy coaches at the moment. Yeah, so I guess Fafita, the big one, um, I assume he's going to stay um, as a bench impact player for the next few weeks. He's been named to start again like he was last week, but I think that's got more to do with him wearing the number 12 than their yeah. plans in terms of uh, who's starting. So I guess he's coming off the bench each week, which if it, works like it did two weeks ago, then then great. But um, last week they were already up by 12 or 18 or something when he came on and he didn't really need to make a big impact and he didn't make a big impact. He's still got 43 in limited minutes, which is uh, fine, but you're looking for more, you know, 60s, 70s from him this season. Uh, so not great from him. I'd probably just about rule him out as a captaincy option. Yeah, I was going to say probably not a sell, but definitely not a captain uh, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the other thing, yeah, Jamal Fogarty, I don't know if you mentioned in the reserves this week, um, very good chance of being a late in, um, which would hurt Toby Sexton, I suppose, if you've got, uh, if you've picked him up as a cheapie in the last couple of weeks and a lot of Fogarty owners as well. So, yeah, I think if I had to guess, I would say he probably comes back in before kickoff this week. Yeah, it's a 
strange one. I was watching Holbrook's press conference after this game and he was asked specifically about Fogarty um, and also, you know, how good his, his two halves, Ash Taylor and Toby Sexton, were in that game. And he basically said Fogarty would definitely be available back from his, his finger injury for this one, but he wasn't sure what that would mean for the team selections um, because Taylor's coming off probably his best game of the year and Sexton's been great in his two games. Um, mm. you know, Fogarty, you'd think, would probably be the first picked out of the three when available, but they've had a couple of good performances and those guys have been working well together. So, yeah, I'm not really sure what it means for, for Fogarty. Yeah, maybe he's just rewarding form at the moment, you know, by considering keeping those guys in. But, yeah, long-term, surely Fogarty comes in for one of them. Um, you would think, but, you know, I guess we'll wait and see. Who knows? Cowboys team, they uh, get Val Holmes back, which is a big in for them, allows uh, Jake Granville to go back to the bench. A few little changes around the place. Jason Tamalolo named to play on an edge. I don't know if I've ever seen him play on an edge other than, you know, taking a few wide runs when he's running a muck as a a lock forward. Um, Cohen Hess is the 13. Tamalolo and Helam Lukey are the uh, the edge forwards. Tom Gilbert gets a start in the uh, the front row. So I guess you've got to try things when, um, you know, the results have been the way they are for the Cowboys. Yeah, I think their four bench forwards from last week are now all starting this week, and Tom Lolo has been moved wide to an edge, um, which I don't mind for fantasy. I mean, this year, edge forwards have um, outperformed middle forwards basically all season. You know, even giants like um, Haas, who have been fantasy kings in the past, have kind of come back to the pack, and guys like Fafita have taken off. So if it means more tackle breaks, um, you know, possible line breaks or offloads or whatever for Tom Lolo, then then that's great and more minutes, I suppose. So mm. wait and see how that goes. Um, yeah, elsewhere, not a lot to love. Al Holmes has been a good scorer this year, but um, yeah, Tom Lolo's the, the real big one. Not a buy or anything by any means, I don't think, if you haven't, haven't got him already, but um, no. if he does score well this week, could be an option next week. That uh, covers all uh, of the team list for round 21. We'll head to our DoorDash Dasher of the week. Who'd you go last week and who have you got this week? I went Adam Dewey last week, uh, who had a great game, as we mentioned, 79 points, um, is in great form. And I'll go one that we mentioned earlier on as well. Uh, Warriors second rower, Ewan Aitken, um, has been a centre, I think, all his career up until last week, but um, got through a lot of defensive work, um, scored two tries, has been a known tackle breaker in the past. So he's in very, very few teams, less than half a percent of teams. Under 500K, can play centre in fantasy um, if you need to pick up a centre. I think he's a a very good uh, point of difference option. I went for uh, Matt Fiene. I probably should know better than to choose a rookie winger as a dasher of the week. But, um, yeah, after two really good scores, he uh, came down to earth. I think the Dragons, for some reason, adopted a don't-pass-it-to-Fiene policy for the weekend because he hardly touched the ball. Um, unfortunately, though, they were copying a bit of a pasting at the time. Um, this week, I'll go for another rookie, but he's not a winger. I'll go for the Bulldogs kiddo, Bailey Biondi Odo, who's looked very sharp, uh, mostly out of dummy half when he's been on the field, although he did um, spend some time in the halves for Cole Flanagan. Uh, getting an HIA recently. Um, just like that he's you know, 
bit, a little bit dynamic, got a bit of spark about him um, in less than 1% of teams. So um, see how he goes in that starting number six jersey this week. Now let's get on to some questions from Twitter, which are probably not as many as we have most weeks, which is could be a function of people running out of trades or people uh, getting knocked out of their head-to-head leagues. But we will start off with Luke D, who uh, is looking to trade Nico Hines and Ben Hunt this week just after the two best players possible. It's probably a hard question to answer without knowing um, what you got to work with in terms of the rest of your team and um, salary cap and so on. But Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, the old uh, favourite, go to the stat centre, rank them by averages or, or prices and see who you haven't got. Um, in terms of, uh, I mean, I guess that you probably need a half in that situation. So, you know, Cleary's the possibility um, either this week or next. Um, I don't mind the idea of looking to free up cash uh, you know, cashing down one of those guys and, and either free up money to buy Cleary this week or next. Um, otherwise, yeah, no no real shockers, I think, amongst the the real mm. top-level guns at this stage. We could you go potentially you know, cheaper with one of them and, and get like a Braden Trindle and then might give you some more cash to get yeah. a, a big gun who you don't own with the, um, the other trade. Um, Paul yep. Burns, the simple question, best player any position for 719,000? Well... It's probably not a mystery to this one either. Just sort by price and look at their yeah. uh, their last three average. So and work out who's in form. Exactly. Yeah. Reed Marnie's just under that seven oh seven. Um, he only got fifty one on the weekend, but as you say, the Eels have got a run of uh, tough uh, opponents coming up, which could mean big tackle counts for a busy hooker like Reed Marnie. So I guess he'll be my nomination. Yep. Uh, Danny TC asks, Danny is CHN? Yeah, Cook's not bad. Uh, is CHN a sell, says Danny TC. I think he probably has to be if he's on the bench. Yeah, I mean, it depends how many trades and all that. If you've only got one or two trades left or, uh, you know, maybe three, you could possibly wait a week and hope he gets back in the starting team or or even he comes on after 20 minutes and they move Hudson Young to the middle and he still gets through a fair bit of work. But, um, yeah, if you do have a few trades, he could be one to, to get rid of for a – a genuine gun this week. We have a question from Michael B who says, who's the most urgent sell out of CHN, Connor Watson and the cheese? What do you think? Watson is really up and down, but um, I mean, if he does start at lock. Yeah. I I mean, even if he's on the bench, he's probably a, better chance of outscoring CHN off the bench as well. He's had some big scores mm. off the bench where it's hard hard for an edge forward to do that. Um, and the cheese, I haven't looked at his scores recently. He's been okay all year, had a run of big scores with tries. Well, he's been Probably great. He hasn't scored he's below 50 since round nine until the weekend just gone. He got 30 against Penrith in 54 minutes with no real attacking stats, which is pretty unusual for him. He usually gets a bunch of busts and, and a try more often than not uh, so far this year. Um, I don't know if I'd be selling him at all. Uh, certainly, yeah. he's the least urgent of those three, I'd say. Yeah, so I think you rank them as he ranked them. CHN probably the most, most urgent yeah. and uh, choose the least. I agree. Uh, Lauren Gill asks, uh, have to trade Ben Hunt and possibly Nico Hines. Do I try and buy Cleary this week or get Hunt plus Bloor and buy Cleary next week? Um, yeah, so Bloor, as I mentioned, uh, I really like him as a cash-out option who can be a decent 14th, uh, sorry, 18th man. 
uh, can get you, I'm guessing, probably 40 points a week. That 53 in the weekend might be the, uh, you know, optimistic to expect every week. But um, certainly if he keeps that 80-minute roll, uh, he's going to be good value for 228K. And that should free enough, up much, as enough, enough money to get Cleary. Uh, ideally next week, I think, unless he is a late in on game day and you can shuffle things around before kickoff. What do you think? Well, I think play fairly once early, back, so we you... might have an idea. Yeah. Mm. Um, once Cleary's back, you do want him if you can get him um, without wrecking your team too much. So, um, yeah, if that option's available, I don't mind it. Yeah, cheaper scorers like Bloor sort of allow that to happen. You can trade two sort of mid-upper tier guys who might be on the way out, like your CHNs or Ben Hunts and that sort of thing, and, and get a cheaper guy and then free up some cash to get a, a gun um, like Cleary. Yep. Right, that is uh, all our Twitter questions for the week and all eight games from the upcoming round 21. Our thanks uh, once again to our sponsors, DoorDash, and to everyone for listening. Good luck in your league finals if you've got them uh, this week. We'll be back this time next week to chat through round 22. Mm-hmm.